This is the reality. And a very special hello to you once again. Welcome to The Reality, a half-hour talk show talking about the reality of life as found through Jesus Christ. My name's Dudley Anderson. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. With your prayer and financial support, we can produce these radio programs. Please find out more at surereality.net. Today on The Reality, we're featuring The Reality Bible Special. On the Reality Bible Special today, we're going to be talking about the Bible itself. What is the Bible? How should we read it? And what does the Bible mean to me? My co-host for today's chat on the Bible is Pastor Chris Horwood. The Bible is God's inspiration and authority for every believer. It is made up of the Old Testament, the writings before the coming of Jesus, and the New Testament, the writings after the coming of Jesus, history, poetry, prophecy, inspiration, and instruction. The Bible is an incredible book. In fact, it's not just one book. It's a volume of 66 different books penned over a period of around 1,500 years by 40 different people. We believe that the Bible contains the Word of God. God is a triune God. That is, He's one person able to differentiate Himself into three personages, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is one with the inspired Word of God. That is, The Word and the Spirit are synonymous. Therefore, the Bible is God's personal guidebook for your life. And I do view that as an incredible gift and privilege and grace from from God. The Bible says it. The Bible is the Word of God. The Bible talks about how Jesus is my Savior and He died on the cross for me. Therefore, I believe it. Because this, I think, is what the Bible means to me. But I love those moments when the Holy Spirit lights up a passage I thought I knew well. And God shows me something fresh and something wonderful and something bigger. Today on the Reality Bible Special, I'm speaking to Pastor Chris Horwood. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chris. This is the Bible Special. It's all about the Bible. Um, and we look at some themes in the Bible. Sometimes we look at some uh, scripture references and discuss those. Um, but today we're looking at the Bible as a whole, Chris. God's Word can be personal in our lives. We've got this incredible writing preserved for millennia today in our hands in the 21st century. And I am, by the grace of God, privileged to be able to read it and apply it to my life. How do yeah. I apply scripture to my life yeah i'm going to start a little back if i may dudley because i had the extraordinary experience that right from a, a toddler i've always believed in god some of my earliest memories were two years old three years old just a god awareness as a child so i grew up believing that the Bible was God's word. Mm -hmm. And I look back and that is, I now realize actually quite unusual. And I do view that as an incredible gift and privilege and grace from, from God that actually I grew up believing the Bible. Mm -hmm. 
and actually a large part, I guess, of my path to salvation. And it was 19, when I was 18, 19 years old, for the first time, somebody showed me what the Bible actually said about Jesus. Mm-hmm. To me, it was not a choice. The Bible says it. The Bible is the word of God. The Bible talks about how Jesus is my savior and he died on the cross for mm-hmm. me. Therefore, that's fact. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I respond to it. Mm-hmm. I'm just reminded, because this, I think, is what the Bible means to me, is if we go back to, what was it, 1517, when the Martin Luther nailed the list of 95 things to the to the church door in Wittenberg, which was 95 ways he felt that the Roman Catholic Church of that period could um, improve. Although there were 95 items, really they all boiled down to the same thing, which is that our only authority is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And to me, yes, the Bible is an incredible blessing, an incredible inspiration, but to me, the Bible is my guidebook for life. Mm. It is my handbook for life. Mm. It is my authority in my life to know what is true, to know how I'm meant to be living. Mm. Mm. When Martin Luther was called before a papal council, and in those days, the word for a council was a diet, and it happened to be in the town of Worms, so unfortunately there was a diet of worms, but we'll leave that where it was. And they commanded okay. him yeah. to step back from what he was teaching, that the, the path to salvation was through faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. His answer was basically holding his Bible, here I stand, I can do no other. Mm-hmm. And that to me is, I think, the foundation of my life also. Here I stand, mm-hmm. I can do no other. Mm-hmm. Jesus told the parable of two, you know, two men. One built their house on his words, which is like building on a rock. Mm-hmm. And then when a storm comes, the wind blows, the flood raises, he says, they cannot shake it mm-hmm. because it's built on a rock. Mm-hmm. And then the other man built his house on sinking sand, on soft sand, mm-hmm. which is building on our own thoughts and our own opinions and circumstances and whims. And when the, when the storms of life come up, mm-hmm. when the problems come up, and they will in and this life, anybody yeah, who thinks yeah. they can have a perfect life, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, is going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then one of my favorite preachers, I guess, through the ages is Smith Wigglesworth. He used to say the Bible Bible says it, I believe it, that settles it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I've been talking so long, I can't remember what your question was in the beginning, <laughs> but I hope that vaguely went somewhere near it. Absolutely. Uh, because it is, it's, it's God's personal expression to you and to me. Absolutely. You know, uh, Chris, uh, we've often heard the expression, um, accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. I believe we can accept him as our personal Lord and Savior, every single one of the seven-odd billion of us on this planet, because God is omnipresent Absolutely. and omniscient and omnipotent. That is, he's everywhere all the time. 
He knows all things and he's all powerful. Yep. Now, if God is yep. omnipresent, that means he's with you in that chair, and he's with me in this chair, and he's with somebody in Australia, he's Absolutely. with somebody in Nigeria yep. as we speak. He's everywhere all the time by his spirit. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit, who is God. Because we believe, as taught by this Bible, that God is the Father, Son, and Spirit. Not three gods, one God. Yet, yes. because he is God, he's able to differentiate himself into three personages, Father, Son, and Spirit. The Son died for us. The Father in his glory and his majesty is enthroned in, in, in heaven. And the Spirit of God was poured out, one and the same, who is God, on earth. Yep. Spirit is God. And so God dwells with us by the Holy Spirit. Now, if God is omnipresent, then the Spirit is everywhere all the time. And so he's personally with you and personally with me. Therefore, I can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absol That's the gospel. Absolutely. That's the message of salvation. And Dudley, I'm going to go a step further than you because the Bible says if we believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit isn't only with us on the outside, mm -hmm. but inside us. Absolutely. The, the minute we believe in what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary, that by his blood he paid for our sins, yes. the life of God, the presence of God, the power of God, which is really who the Holy Spirit is, mm -hmm. comes and lives inside of us. There's that wonderful verse. Do you not know your body is the temple of yes. the Holy Spirit yes. who is in you? Yes. And it says in Romans, he who raised Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, if he dwells in you, he will also give life to your mortal Absolutely. bodies through the Spirit who dwells within you. Absolutely. So this is the Holy Spirit. But we're talking about the Word of God, the Bible, here today, Chris. Well, we look into the New Testament, and we've said before that so the Old Testament was penned in Hebrew, the, the language of Hebrew. The New Testament was penned in the language of, of, of Greek. Um and in the New Testament, we find two words for the word, word. Absolutely. One word is logos, and the other word is rhema. Absolutely. Now, logos refers to knowledge. Jesus is called the logos of God because he is the knowledge of God unto salvation. He revealed the, the saving plan of God to us. That's right. Whereas when we, put, when we are saved uh, by the, the, uh, the word of God, faith comes by the word of God, and we're saved by faith, the word word in the scripture that refers to faith is the word rhema yeah so what's the difference jesus is the word the knowledge of god but faith in the knowledge of god comes from the rhema which is the inspired word of god so jesus is god's purpose but for my salvation i'm inspired by the holy spirit to put my faith in that word it's one and the same thing the word and the spirit logos and rhema. The, the Logos and the Rhema are always in agreement. They're always as one. But it's like it becomes Rhema. And we were talking just a few moments ago about how the Holy Spirit is with each one of us and the Holy Spirit is in each one of us. Mm -hmm. And if we come to the Bible just with our natural mind and just read it like a textbook, just read it like any other book, we never get out of the dimension, as it were, of Logos mm -hmm. and never rise above the, the, the dimension of information and knowledge. Mm -hmm. And forgive me, all that can produce will be religion. Mm -hmm. 
and all that can produce will be rules and standards because mm-hmm. it will never give us the power and the grace to live those standards mm-hmm. but when the when we we approach the word of god and let the holy spirit illuminate it Mm. then it becomes rhema to us. Mm -hmm. I've heard it defined like this, and I like it. Rhema is the revelation word. Mm -hmm. Rhema is where it's become lit up Mm -hmm. and living word. Mm -hmm. Rhema Mm -hmm. is life-giving and life-changing word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rhema is personal. Rhema is personal. We've just said we have a personal relationship with the eternal God. And his word to us becomes personal by the rhema. So the the logos is information. The rhema is inspiration. Absolutely. And impartation. Absolutely. The logos is the knowledge of God unto salvation through the death and resurrection of Jesus. The rhema is faith in that knowledge of God. And so that knowledge becomes activated by the faith, by the rhema, the personal word of God to you and to me. There's a verse I like very much in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. and It says this, Paul is praying for the church in Ephesus. He says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, Hallelujah. may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation Come on. in the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. And there's many different ways that verse is taken, but how I take that verse is we can have all the knowledge in the world. And actually, that church in Ephesus was probably the best church there has ever been in the world in Mm -hmm. history because the Apostle Paul personally lived there for three years, personally taught Bible school every day for two (laughs) years. They had knowledge, Mm -hmm. but Paul is still praying. Head knowledge isn't enough. Information isn't enough. Dry theology isn't enough. He's praying for them that God will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Mm. that God will light up that knowledge so it isn't just information in their head, but it becomes a living, burning, empowering, life-changing reality inside of them. Mm -hmm. And that becomes activated uh, by prayer. You know, I've always said to folk that when I teach Bible, I always say, folks, you need to pray before you read, then read, and then pray after you've read. <laughs> pray that the Lord will help you to understand what you're reading and to, to make it part of your life. And then pray afterwards so that God will help you to apply what you've read. So that Absolutely. those words become activated in your life. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that in just a moment. But I just, just want to say that there could be somebody listening to us today, Chris, who's uh, never really got into the Bible. And um, they see it, like you said earlier, as a textbook. Our encouragement is to, to begin praying all right. Perhaps you're listening up and, and you've never really read the Bible in that context. I encourage you today to pray. Say, Heavenly Father, if this Bible, if this word is real, if this is your word to me personally, then make it alive. Help me to read this and understand it. Pray before you read and let God touch your life as you read the Scripture. Absolutely. And, and I would say this, Dudley, um, to, to the, the people who are listening to us today, if you come across some parts that you find tough or difficult to understand, don't get bogged down on that. Don't feel defeated by that because there is so much that is easily accessible mm-hmm. and easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Chris, we've been chatting for a while. We're going to take a little break and be back after this. 
You're listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. We depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program. You can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a Sure Reality Vision Partner. To partner with us, please visit the website, surereality.net, and click on Become a Vision Partner. If you've just joined us, a hearty hello. I'm Dudley Anderson. So good to be with you. This program is called The Reality, talking about the reality of life as found in Jesus Christ. Today on The Reality, we're featuring The Reality Bible Special, getting into God's Word and getting God's Word into us. I've been joined by Pastor Chris Horwood for our discussion today. Today we're discussing how important the Bible is. The Bible is God's personal handbook to you and to me, revealing God's personal plans for your life and my life. Let's continue chatting with Pastor Chris Horwood today on the Reality Bible Special to find out more about this incredible book, The Bible. It's really good to have uh, Pastor Chris Horwood with me today in the studio in uh, the Reality Bible Special, getting into the Word of God, getting the Word of God into us. The Bible-inspired Word of God, a book like any other book, but it's, it's writings, it's information, it's inspired by Holy God Almighty. Chris, I'd like to look at Word and Spirit now. The Word of God, as we described earlier, is the written context of the Bible that we yeah. have in front of us. The Word, the Logos, and the Rhema are words written in the Scripture. Whereas the Logos is the the knowledge of God, so it's information, and a lot of the history is information. But there's even in the history, there's some inspiration but generally, God's Word is an inspiration to us. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit, and, and God speaks to us. You alluded to the fact earlier that uh, the Word, the theology, without the Spirit is nothing more than theoretical theology. The Word without the Spirit is theoretical theology. There's a verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6, Dudley, and you'll know this, where Paul writes, The letter killeth. Mm. But the Spirit gives life. Absolutely. The Spirit, on the other hand, and there are many Christians, dare I say, in this world today, who um, get into the spiritual manifestation of God with the exclusion of the Word. Absolutely. The Spirit without the Word is nothing more than Christian mysticism. Yeah. God forbid. I believe the Word and the Spirit is Emmanuel. God with us. The Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Word of God confirms the actions of the Spirit, and the Spirit activates the Word of God. I'm sure there's people today, Dudley, listening to us from a whole range of different traditions and different denominations and, and different theological bases. But the wherever one is at, and if, if you're part of the more modern type of church that loves the spiritual gifts, that loves prophecy and pictures and dreams and visions and all of that. And to be honest, Dudley, personally, that's where I'd be at. But mm -hmm. the, the whatever comes in prophecy or in dream or in picture always has to line up Absolutely. with the Word of God. That's why we've got it. One of, as, a, as a missionary, Dudley, one of my favorite passages, one of my key passages has always been in Matthew chapter 24, where the disciples come to Jesus and basically say, when are you going to come back? 
<laughs> What's it going to be like before you come back? <laughs> and Jesus, in the end, 10 verses later, <laughs> gives the answer, this gospel of the kingdom must first be preached to all the world, to all nations, and then the end will come. <laughs> but we're not talking about missions today. <laughs> but it's interesting what Jesus said first as his first priority in that answer jesus when you what's it going to be like before you come back and the first thing jesus emphasized and forgive me if it's not right but i believe it's matthew 24 verse 4 he says make sure that you're not deceived yeah make sure that you're not deceived and he goes on and several times in the next verses talks about false prophets will come false manifestations will come and i do believe dudley that we're living in the time where we are getting closer if not very close to when jesus will come back and in those times more than ever we have to be sure that we are not being deceived by manifestations however powerful the prophetic word is however clear a dream or a vision is it has to line up with the word of god or we're in danger of being deceived in fact it says in the scripture gris it says very plainly it says do not treat prophecies with contempt So we've got to treat prophecy, spiritual manifestation, with dignity and accept it. However, it goes on to say, but test everything and hold on to that which is true. True by the word, true by the logos. The rhema confirms the logos and the logos activates the rhema. That's right. So we've got to hold on to that. I believe word and spirit are synonymous. In fact, we read in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, we said earlier that Jesus was called the Word yeah. of God. So Jesus is the Word. And the Holy Spirit is one with Jesus, Father, Son, and Spirit. So the Word and the Spirit are one. Absolutely. So if we take the Word out of context, we are violating God's Spirit. If we take the Spirit and and exclude the Word of God and its confirmation, then we are violating the Word of God. I I was impacted recently, Acts chapter 18, and I'm going to read it. It's a few verses. Mm. A certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the Scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he taught accurately the things of the Lord. So what he knew of the Bible was true. Mm. What he taught of the Bible was true. Mm. But it goes on, though he knew only the baptism of John, so he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. But Aquila and Priscilla heard him, Mm. took him in a side and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Mm. So he believed accurately. He taught accurately. His, as it were, his thinking was accurate, mm. but at the same time, they had to explain it to him more mm. accurately. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think there's always, for each one of us, a more accurately Mm. The authority mm. of the word never changes. The truth of the word never changes. Mm. But our understanding of the word, our revelation of the word can change. 
change. Do, mm. do, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I think once we make our theology set in concrete, when we make our doctrine a box, it, become a, it can become a prison, mm. which can be limiting to what God wants to do and where God wants, us to, wants to take us as his church and mm. as his people. Don't you love those moments? I don't. I've been a Christian forty-two years, and as I've said, or I've always believed the Bible, mm. always read the Bible. But I love those moments when the Holy Spirit lights up a passage I thought I knew Absolutely. well, and God shows me something fresh and yes. something wonderful and something yes. bigger. And I you know the beauty of those times. The, the beauty of that, Chris, is um, as, as you and I agree. I'm, I'm similar to you. I've, I've you know I've been a Christian for a long time. I've read the Bible. Bible for a long time, and and I've read the same scriptures hundreds of times, and then I, I read this this verse, one verse, whatever book it is in the Bible, and suddenly, bang! Absolutely, it stands yeah. out this page, and I've never seen that before. I've never seen that context. I'm, wow! And suddenly, it applies to my life and a situation, a circumstance in my life. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Pray before you read, Absolutely. read, and then pray after you've read. Absolutely, the Spirit of that's God will so good, the word. Dudley. Praise God. So good. You know, it's just so profound. The Word of God is so real to us, uh, Chris. We've got to hold on to it. We've got to make it part of our lives. Absolutely. Um, we've got to love the Word of God. We used to sing as, as teenagers. We used to sing, my Bible, my Bible and I. We are traveling together, my Bible and I, my closest friend. We need to hold on to that. The sad reality is that there are communities around the world, and you've done a lot of work in, in Siberia and in the old regime in Russia and of the Soviet Union. The Bible was illegal in some of those areas yes. where you preach, yeah. uh, Chris, and there's still places around the world where the Bible is illegal. And the sad reality is that there are so many people around the world that don't have it in their own hands. We need to pray for them. We need to do all we can to, to fund organizations to take the Bible to these people. Absolutely. And let's always guard our hearts, Dudley, from taking the Bible for granted. Yeah. I do fear in the West sometimes we have a very low opinion of the Bible. There are over 200 different translations of the New Testament in the English language. You can go into any bookshop. You can download it online in a couple of seconds. Mm -hmm. And... When I think of those people in other nations who have given their life, mm -hmm. actually even in our nation in times past, mm -hmm. people like Wycliffe and Tyndale, they basically laid down their lives to translate the Bible into English. Mm -hmm. But even in our day to day, there are people who are in prison because they read a Bible, because mm -hmm. they owned a Bible. There mm -hmm. are people who are still giving their lives for the, the, for, to get the Bible to people who don't have them. Mm. Let's always guard our hearts that we don't take it lightly, mm. that we don't take it for granted. Mm. Let's check ourselves if we ever find reading the Bible has become tedious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in closing, I'll leave us with this. Um, don't rush reading the Bible. Absolutely. There are many um, programs that help us to read the Bible in one year, and that's all very good. But then after the year, keep reading it. I always say don't rush reading the Scriptures. You have the rest of your life to read the Bible, so read it for the rest of Ab your life. Absolutely. Fantastic. Chris Horwood, thank you so much for joining us today for The Reality Bible Dudley, I've enjoyed it. It's been so good talking with you today. Fantastic. Thank you indeed. And so today we've been featuring the Reality Bible Special right here on The Reality and talking with Pastor Chris Horwood. What a great chat about the Bible.
As we've been discussing, the Bible is a very significant part of the Christian believer's life. You can read the Bible from beginning to end and not understand a word that you've read. As we said in our discussion today, it's important to pray and seek God's help to read the Scriptures. God's Word will be illuminated to you by the Holy Spirit. Pray before you read and then read it and pray that God will illuminate His Word to you after you've read it, that you may live by it. If you have any questions about reading the Bible, I would love to answer those questions and perhaps have a good chat with you. Please consider writing to me by email, dudley at surereality.net. If you have any questions or some comments that you'd like to share with me, I would love to receive those from you. Write to me by email, dudley, that is D-U-D-L-E-Y, dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. You can find out more and how you can support us by going to the website surereality.net. You can become a vision partner by clicking on the menu option Become a Vision Partner. We look forward to hearing from you. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you as always, keep walking in that sure reality of Christ. Sure Reality.